Welcome to Stories from an Island. I'm Mark Borbus. In this fiction podcast, I read stories I've written in my ongoing attempt to make sense of the world around me. These are all works of fiction, so any resemblance to people alive or dead is purely coincidental. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Welcome to Episode 3. This is a short story entitled The Log Cabin. Here we go. You're going to need a building permit, my daughter states, with the authority conveyed upon an older sibling. She is 14 and will make a brief stop at 15 before she turns 30. You tell her where the bar is and she will jump over it every time. She thrives on structure, clear rules, and having a plan. By age five, she was burning through adult coloring books, employing shades like burnt umber and mossy green that she'd pull from a 32-pack of markers. I once asked if she wanted a pack of erasable pencil crayons. Why would I need those, was her answer. Her bed-making skills would bring a tear to a drill sergeant's eye. I recently washed her duvet cover and restuffed the duvet into it, a job I hate almost as much as snaking our sewer line while someone flushes the toilet. She fell into a light, fitful sleep at 11 and then woke up at 2 a.m. to redo it so it wasn't lumpy. My daughter is one of those kids that you must remind to be a kid. No, I don't. I'm building it in the middle of the woods, my son replies, with that instant exasperation that only a younger sibling can call upon. He is a young 12. You can tell him where the bar is, but he probably won't be that interested. He thrives on imaginative play, deep learning, and following his muse. By age three, he wanted a motorcycle, but had no interest in riding a bicycle. He wanted ski poles, even though he couldn't stand up on his skis yet. And he's convincing. His first set of poles, barely longer than a pair of drumsticks, still hang on the wall in our garage. His bed is like an animal's den, a cocoon from which he emerges as an accented chrysalis every morning. He plans to adopt a two-year-old child when he is 39. The cabin they're talking about will be built when he retires. Dreaming about it will help him get through the drudgery of his planned career as a stop-motion animator for a reboot of Robot Chicken. We are all in our Honda minivan. My daughter is sitting in the middle row, tapping away on her phone. My son is in the back back row. He crawled in through the tailgate, clambered over the seat back, and now sits gazing out at the scenery as we roll down the road. You're still going to need a building permit, she reiterates, as she replies to two Snapchat threads and then returns to her BitLife game. My daughter loves simulating lives. It's a bit of an obsession. BitLife provides the quick hit of master planning someone's life when she doesn't have time to play The Sims. She has nearly every expansion pack available for that game, and has learned how to apply community-generated mods she finds in the corners of the internet. More than once, we've had to clear up a virus that piggybacked with a mod promising more lip choices or an expanded set of face shapes. Many of her characters end up wealthy, pregnant, and living in a massive mansion full of dogs. I try not to worry. I'm just going to use scrap wood I find, and no one will know where it is, he clarifies. If anyone could manage to build an off-grid cabin from found materials, it's my son. He has built forts out of blankets 
cardboard boxes, pet beds, scrap lumber, and an overturned canoe. He can't pass by a culvert or a storm drain without scoping out its livability. It takes a lot of wood to build a cabin, my daughter cautions. Shoot, my girl went to jail. She won't start a project until she has all the required elements together, including materials and knowledge. Then she'll execute, effortlessly, efficiently, and rapidly. Things rarely go wrong. If they do, she corrects quickly and gets across the finish line. Several days prior, we passed a two-story log cabin being built just outside the village on our island. It's behind the bakery, 300 meters from the main road, and across the street from the sewage treatment plant. My son loves the house, but hates the location. My daughter has mentally cataloged each stage of its construction and roughly understands the scope of effort and materials required. Given labor and materials costs, she could give the homeowners a tighter construction estimate than their general contractor. All of this is to say, when she suggests it takes a lot of wood to build a cabin, she's probably right. I'm building it in a forest. There's lots of wood, he assures her. My son begins every project with a crystal clear vision of the outcome. He knows exactly how it will look, feel, and function. He usually has no idea how to get there. But he will plunge in headlong, readily adapting materials and enlisting anyone available to help realize his vision. He will adjust, compromise, and jury-rig feverishly to reach his outcome, which really comes down to a simple test. Does it do what I want it to do? If it passes that test, it doesn't matter what it looks like. His Lego creations are a riot of different colored blocks with no rhyme or reason to the pattern. He needed a 4 by one block to finish his spaceship. He found a pink one first. That'll do. You're not going to cut down trees, are you? She asks. That one catches him off guard. He opens his mouth, then closes it again and bows his head. Can he do this with downed trees and found materials? He's watched his grandfather and I renovate a house with mostly salvaged materials. But he's also accompanied us on cheat days where we go to the lumber yard and pay full toll. I might have to. Because I need enough space for my husky wolf cross and guests, he reasons. He doesn't know it yet, but he's taken a small step into her world of scoping and planning. Will she pick up on this? Or is she too engaged on her phone? You can't cut down trees without someone's permission, she states, matter-of-factly. Yeah, she's paying attention. She also strongly dislikes asking people for things. So this particular project hurdle would be a big one for her to overcome. She'd fret about how they would respond, what it would feel like if they said no, and how she'd recover. Yes, I can, he states with conviction. I'm going to buy the land. He sits back in his seat and picks up his He-Man action figure for closer inspection. The conversation is over. He has met the obstacles to his plan head-on and overcome them. He can see the cabin perfectly in his head, smoke pouring out of the chimney, his husky wolf cross lying in front of the wood stove, 
and his two-year-old son playing He-Man with him at the kitchen table. My daughter is silent for a minute as she wrestles with a particularly difficult choice in her bit-life game. I take a few breaths and wait. I know what's going to happen, but I always hope it won't. That someone will throw a switch so the train heads onto another track instead of looping back past the station again. But it doesn't. You're still going to need a building permit, my daughter says. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.